Egon! Yes, Master. Why do you torment that thing so? It's what I do. Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast, it's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic, you can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com, or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. I know, there's a problem. I can see you right now in the kitchen bending over a hot stove. I can't see this stove. What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name! bullet hole in the fucking forehead. I'm gonna fuck the brain up. Oh, crap. insecure junkyard motherfucker! Fuck you! Yeah, that's my message to you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. Kicking stinky horseman horse smelling motherfucker, you! You dirty piece of slime! You scum sucking pig! You son of a motherless goat! Found you, you robot! Honey, you got real ugly. No, you're okay. This one, real fucking Furthermore, you can all go fuck yourselves. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. And we are live. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for yet another episode of Movie. Sucktastic. Hello. How is Hello. everybody doing? They can't answer, Joey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hi. Hi. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm okay. Hell of a day, but okay. To you, sir. Came home today to find out that uh, I need a new washing machine. <laughs> Apparently. I have one for you. I yeah. For you. Uh, my wife's uncle came over today. Uh, while I was at work to take a good to take a look at it and I was hoping uh, that it was going to be something simple like maybe uh, a shock absorber or maybe um, you know don't get bogged down in details there sir a strut or something I'm not getting into details I don't know much about washing machines I'll tell you anything you want to know about IT and computers and all that shit 
Right. You're, you're mentioning parts. We're already going too deep. Well, those are simple parts. Anyway, I, I was hoping that it was going to possibly be something simple like that. I think I'm going to buy a pair of uh, shock absorbers for like $45 on the internet. But no, it has to be the entire base. When that goes, you have to buy that whole thing. You can't just replace a small part of it. The whole thing needs to be replaced. And, and it's anywhere from two to $300 for the part. And then you're looking at labor. So, you know, it, it's only, I think, a four to $500 washing machine that's reaching eight years old at this point. So, new washing machine. Yay. Good. No, it's not good. No, change is good, sir. Change is good. No, I wanted to buy a goddamn shed this fucking summer. You don't need a shed. I Sheds don't? are overrated. Sheds are overrated. Oh, really? Because I can't put anything in my fucking garage. Well, that's... Because all my shit, my tools are in the garage. If I had a shed, I could take that out and then put a car in the garage. See, we got lucky. We didn't have a very bad winter this year. Because when I had my truck and Mayor's car, we could I could go bumper to bumper in the driveway and not block the sidewalk. But because I have a sedan now, I don't have a gas-guzzling truck anymore, uh, the, the bumper pours out way into the sidewalk, and people couldn't walk around it. So it's actually quite dangerous if people were, say, to walk uh, in front of my house. You're very quiet, sir. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. <laughs> Where I'm going to complain about my life. No, no. Actually, everything is great. These are... Believe except it or not, minor minor things in my life, so. Everything's great except for the wash machine. That's fucked. Yeah, I really wanted a shed this year. I really did. But, hey, it'll wait till next year. Stop you making a, a face. I, you got a place for your goddamn canoes. They're not, it's or kayaks, kayaks. And they're not mine. <laughs> but you got a place for them. That's right. It's because I have a shed. Aren't they waterproof? If if if, you're, if they're in the water, yeah. Why do they need to be sheltered away from the weather? Uh, because they're not weatherproof. There's a difference, apparently. Not by much. So what's going on, sir? Uh, <laughs> we're going to review Van Helsing this episode. Oh, uh. Yeah, I know. I made the same face uh, the entire time I was watching it, re-watching uh -huh. it. I actually just saw it not that long ago but i i forgot how long it is it's a two-hour movie over two hours it's over two hours right yeah it's like 212 215 Ugh. whatever it takes oh and we'll get into more of that uh later right uh but for right now um what do you want to do first you want to do news first or you want to do the top 10 first Let's do the top ten first, everybody's favorite uh, category, because there's really nothing new in the top ten besides the Avengers, and we're not talking about that, because everybody else is. This is true. So, this is very true. I'm not even going to put it up on the screen. I, I don't think it's necessary. No, definitely not. You know? I mean, we're going to mm -hmm. breeze right through it. All right. So, this is going to be the top ten for May 4th through May 6th of mm -hmm. 2012. Coming in at number 10 is The Three Stooges with $1.8 million. Uh, it costs 30 It's made 39 It only costs 30 It only costs 30 Shit, I was hoping they'd take a bath on that. Yeah, no. No, they actually... The Farley Brothers apparently are getting smarter. Uh, people aren't... The people aren't seeing their film. I mean, something about Mary. 
I think it had a similar budget, but made almost two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and then as they were going down the line, you know, movies like Kingpin still not making money like something about Mary, but still making money. Mm-hmm. You know, well past its budget, double its budget, triple its budget in some instances. Uh, people are just getting kind of tired of the Farrelly brothers, so they're getting smarter. They're making movies for less. And, Plus, and, and ripping off material from other people. You know, well, yeah. Plus putting not nobodies, but next to nobodies uh, in their movies. They can keep the cost down that way, too. Oh, and the guy that plays Larry, that's the guy that, uh, I can't remember his name, but that's the guy that played Jack in... Um, uh, uh, Will and Grace. I, I, yeah, it's the only reason I know it is because my wife watched that show religiously, mm-hmm. and when I saw that it was him, I was actually quite surprised because if you watch Will and Grace and Ow. see his cat, what the hell's wrong with you? I hurt myself. Keep going. Uh, if you see his character in Will and Grace, and then obviously you see him doing Larry in the Three, St- Three Stooges film, uh, you I, can't get more night and day. So. I just thought that was interesting. Not All right. really. Moving on is okay. Moving on is the number nine film, Chimpanzee, uh, from Disney. Nature, two point four million. Yeah. Uh, no budget on it. Mm-hmm. It's made twenty three million so far. Now they don't have to pay the monkeys. Right. So there is, probably isn't a budget on there because it's probably it's minuscule anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. The number eight film is The Raven with two point six. Did you just shush me? Or no. like push me along. No. Did not did at you all. just do this? No, I did not. You totally did that. I was doing like a woo woo thing. No, 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 no. You're telling me to move on. Is this thing on? Is it you can actually see me on this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. The Raven, I, I'm gonna be seeing that this weekend at the drive in. Nobody cares. And I'll be doing a uh, <laughs> a movie sarcastic review from the drive in. I'm gonna try to be doing a lot of those. So Good we'll, for you. we will have those to show next episode. All right. That's fantastic. <laughs> 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 uh the number seven film is the film safe with 2.6 million it's made 13 total uh don't care about that at all i don't even want to talk about it number six is the five-year engagement with five million cost 30 it's made 19 now this is one of those films where it probably won't get to its budget it's already a five maybe it will it, second week uh the number five film is the lucky one with 5.3 million there is no budget for it but it is made 47 million that's uh, the one again that's the uh the army guy that uh, with oh. the picture and nicholas yeah. sparks that's all you need to know nicholas sparks that's all you need to know that's the one with the picture with the muscle and the sun glinting the off sun, his chest just, and... yeah just yeah. shining <laughs> yeah sure uh, the number four film is The Pirates Band of Misfits, 5.5 million. Uh, it's made 18. Uh, its budget is 55, which sounds about right for stop motion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that shit takes a long ass time to make. Um, although, well, you know what? It's probably done better overseas. That's all I can say. It's from the Wallace and Gromit people. So, the number three film is The Hunger Games with 5.5 million. Uh, that budget is seventy-eight million, which obviously they were smart about. It's made three hundred and eighty million dollars. Not bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Not too shabby. Just it promises more sequels. Uh, number two is Think Like a Man with eight point one million. Uh, its budget was twelve million, and it made seventy-three so far. 
most expensive infomercial ever made. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And you know what? Expect more of them because seventy-three million. It's a lot of dough. Oh, did you Terry Terry uh, Gilliam? Perry Tyler. Perry Tyler. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. That's what his name is. <laughs> his um his studio burnt to the ground. There is a guide. Studio burnt down. I saw that. I was like, "Wow, that's got to be another. That's got to be his next film." Wow, and to think, to think people, uh, to think that people think there is no God. But well, there's not. But I mean, there's. Oh. You can can see. I can see the next ones now. It's gonna be Medea's. uh, That's the Medea ones, right? Yeah. uh, Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. Medea <laughs> coming soon from the a Perry Tyler joint. Medea's on fire. Ah, get off me! Ah! Just like her running around. On Actually, fire. Uh, if he was really going to make a film, it would probably be called Medea's burning down the house or some shit like that. I'd rather see her on fire. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, of course you would, but he's not going to let that happen. All right, and the number one film with no surprise whatsoever, except for maybe the weekend gross, Jen is Joe Two. No, that's not out yet. Uh, yeah, um, Marvel's The Avengers with $207 million in its three-day weekend. Now, what I need to get off my chest right here, right here and now. I know you're going to say. Well, it's inevitable, and I, come on, any film buff is going to say this. 207, yeah, I know, it's $207 million. Yeah. 90% of that which is fueled by 3D money. Mm-hmm. So the inflation on this is gigantic. Between the rise in ticket prices and the fact that it's probably more theaters than Batman, because now they're comparing it to Batman's six-day opening, saying oh, that really? it beat Batman. Well, well, Batman made $155 million in its three-day. The six-day was like 200 and change, yeah, and they beat it by like, like a certain amount. Right. Right. Um, but also, Batman wasn't 3D. That's I'm agreeing with you. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. It they're, was, com- they're comparing it, but they're not taking into the account everything else. It's like, oh, it made more money. Well, yeah. yeah, no, no. Well, when you charge $18 to go see it at IMAX, it's going to make more fucking money. It's, I'm saying... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It, it's, it's like when a video game comes out, say a game like Call of Duty or uh, Halo, where they'll sell X amount of millions of copies in... The, the first week alone, and they'll say, oh, the game made $400 million this week. Oh, this is so amazing. Well, you know what? When you charge $60 a game, that's what happens. Yeah. And a movie ticket is a third of that. Right. So when a movie makes $200 million in its opening weekend, it's I'm not that impressed by it anymore. Because 99% of the time nowadays, these blockbusters are in fucking 3D. Yeah. You know? like I said, yeah, like I said before, I'm, I'm, I'm having less less luck enjoying the bigger budget films now because i'm starting to get this kind of weird guilt trip going where i'm watching these movies and i was like it was, was it really worth like 150 million to make me happy for two hours right no it's just really kind of i'm not used to this because I, I i deserve my joy from films i love sure. films uh, but recently i'm I'm watching this stuff so yeah it's great but was it worth it was it could i whatever would i have been just as happy with less less oh f- sure I don't know. It's I'm going through something. So well, anyway. you know, that's why I like the saws out there. That's why I like the District Nines out there, where they make these these very good films. District Nine is a perfect example. Thirty million dollars looked mm-hmm. every bit, or and I think we've agreed that it looked better than Avatar for thirty mm-hmm. million dollars. 
So when you when you get into sci-fi, you go back to when they were raving about Soylent Green. That was that was like fucking <laughs> painted backdrops. Oh, I know. And, then, and 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 everyone's raving about how beautiful it was, and it was just it was art. And I'm not sure. saying it was down the cheap, but they weren't they weren't blowing billions of dollars on these films. Yeah. Yeah. I Matt, honestly, I'm, I I I would like to see the Avengers, but I can wait. I can definitely wait for the drive-in, so it only cost me five dollars. Yeah. Well, you know. My wife and I, we we were gonna go see it this weekend, but things fell through. The average price for a movie ticket these days, for just your regular multiplex, it's eleven dollars now. Twelve dollars in most instances. It's a lot of fucking money to go yes, see a is. movie. Yes, it is. Ten dollars the driving for two movies, four if you watch the other screen at the same time. Right, and it, it's hard for three D. You, it's fifteen dollars for the same movie. You know. And then if you dare go see it in IMAX, you're paying upwards eighteen to twenty dollars. Yeah, because the screen is big, 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 big. What's well, that? You know, it's tall. My 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 driving screen's pretty high. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. All right, finger <laughs> list. Uh, well, I got to read off the list. Go ahead. All right. Very quickly, the Three Stooges, Chimpanzee. The Raven, Safe, Five-Year Engagement, The Lucky One, The Pirates Band of Misfits, The Hunger Games, Think Like a Man, and The Avengers. Those are your finger list choices. Think Like a Man. You go and think like a man? Yeah. <sighs> um, I know, it's, it's tough between that and Nicholas Sparks. It is. It is. And you know what? I I got I got to go the lucky one again. Ah! Yeah, there, there's there's no way there's absolutely no way I'm seeing a Nicholas Sparks film ever. Can't argue with that. No, I saw the Notebook. I was forced <laughs> into seeing that. It was uh-huh. okay. Uh, it's just nah, not 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 with fucking what is his name Efron. No way. Zach Efron, he's a national treasure, tre- treasure, sir. He's a national treasure. <laughs> How much wine that, have you had? That's not much. That's that's a tongue twister. Treasure, national treasure, sure, sir. Sure, that's, sure. That's a lot of shiz and sizz in the same it's sentence. Shizzles, shizzles. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> uh, all right. So, done with the top ten. Uh, do you want to move on to some movie news? Oh yeah. All right, let's do some movie news. Now, got movie news, good thing going. Oh, um, I do have to mention. Um, yeah. We we did we did cover the Avatar porn when that came out. Yes, we did. And and they they've had they've been doing a lot of parodies now in the last year or so. Um, there is they already have an Avengers parody out already. Yeah, obviously they have more female characters in it, but uh, well, it's already out there, so we we need to. We should review that. Yeah, we should we should get a ha- handle on that. Hands on, yeah. Oh, I no, handle, not hand. <laughs> not, no. Hey, I didn't say it. You did. Hmm. Oh, uh, China's in it. Great. F- formerly of the WWF. Yeah, everybody knows I, who I, she I, is. I, I mean, I'm in for that now. I'm in. We need to get that. Just, just on the just 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 on the uh, the uh, culture factor. Practically male genitalia. Yeah. Uh, Come on. All right. So uh, how do you want to start the news? Do you have anything? I want to talk about John Travolta. 
You know, ever since you mocked about John Travolta, that's all I want to talk about because that's I, all you I want to talk about. Stuff. Oh yeah, because I got some stuff here. You got stuff. Uh, now, <laughs> can I preface this with I am not a big TMZ, and you aren't either. No. And I'm definitely I don't watch not. Any of that shit. I hate it. I, right, and I'm definitely not big on the uh, outing celebrities news. I, I find it repulsive, and I find it. Uh, well, you know what but, I find repulsive. The fact that anytime they do any any story like this, and they'll they'll say, the New York Post, the Daily News, TMZ, no one has said anything yet. It's like really TMZ is in that list. The New York <laughs> Times, really, we're we're including TMZ with the New York Times. There was I told you I was like a month ago. There was an article on something I had to do with uh, def- uh, it was something about military defense. Right. And halfway down the article, it says. Uh, the you know chief whatever of the Pentagon quoted the TMZ yesterday. Says someone from the Pentagon's fucking talking to TMZ. <sighs> I'm already checking flights. <laughs> New Zealand, baby. When, when, when it when it falls, it's gonna fall fast. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be like when the building blows up behind Tom Cruise in uh, the Ghost Protocol. Oh yeah. Once it goes, it's coming down move, quick. Fucking move right, even <laughs> if you don't. Even if you don't make it, at least get to the edge, because then you have a better chance of jumping on that truck at the hospital. The metaphor falls apart after that. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, the the article that I have here, John Travolta faces sexual harassment claims from Royal Caribbean Cruise Line employee. Okay. I'm just gonna. The article's not long, so I'm just gonna read the whole thing. Or I'll read all the good. I'll read all the good parts. Uh, no, I've got good parts. You got good parts? Well, paraphrase. I mean, okay. what, what's, what's the suit about? Well, essentially, uh, John Travolta, there's allegations of him coming on to uh, a masseuse to have him do sexual acts to him. Masseur. 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 So, it's, yes, it's a male. Right. All but right. The whirlwind. Important, very important in the context of the story. It's yes. a masseur. A, a masseuse is a woman? I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't think so. It's a masseur. It says so in the article. It's a masseur. It's got to be. A, that has to mean that. I'll but I didn't gl- think masseuse just meant female. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe I'm right. I'm you go ahead. I'll look that up. I, I, I go. F- I don't care. All I right. Do not, the whirlwind of sexual harassment charges facing John Travolta continues to intensify as yet another alleged victim has come forward with claims against the Pulp Fiction star. I love how they always use old like movies of his. Uh, this time, however, it's former Cruise Line employee rather than an anonymous masseur who's making the allegations. Oh, this is actually former, a new guy. Former Cruise Line? This is a totally different allegation. Yeah. The first one was somebody that at a Beverly Hills hotel, and he picked this person up and drove him to the hotel to so he can get a uh, so he can get a massage. Right. And they said everything from his private chef was making hamburgers in the corner while he was attempting to get this guy to massage him. And then they said at one point, John Travolta, um, yes. they said at one point, John Travolta, he told his chef to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> he covered all the food and then started hitting on the well, masseur. I, I should hope he covered the food. Well, I think it was uh, unprepared. It was like all the patties were like formed. Don't care as long as it's covered. Right, exactly. 
There'd be stuff flying everywhere. You don't know what's going to happen to that. You food. never know. You never yeah, know. You never know. It's not. It, well, it, it, I'm not eating it. Apparently, it, John Travolta is known for getting completely nude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> completely nude. Mm -hmm. And then getting on the table, expecting a full body massage, completely nude. And uh, in the first allegation, it was everything from him spreading his butt cheeks apart. And kind of like arching his back in such a way to say, go ahead. Mm. Well. <laughs> to uh, just standing up with a full, complete erection and grabbing the masseur's crotch and ass and now, just... Now, like, it is masseur because um, French words yeah. are... Uh, French nouns are gender-specific. They are. A masseuse and masseur are gender-specific for male and female. I understand. I was right. <laughs> Good for challenge you. Challenge me. Just, I'm not just challenging you. Just because I didn't know why doesn't mean I was wrong. Oh, okay. okay. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Now, now, you're you're right. And and I, I originally I was going to say, well, you know, I don't know if this is this is kind of kind of topic I want to talk about. I feel kind of bad jumping on Travolta, uh, you know, figuratively, and I didn't really want to get involved but then i did a quick search and i found and i my favorite part of this kind of stuff yeah. is the legal brief itself and i found outtakes of the actual descriptions in the lawsuit oh i was and, and, i was i was looking for that and uh -oh. i'm glad you found it so go ahead oh. you do that i'll call control the music oh because i mean let me try to find a good ones uh well he picked up the plaintiff uh defendant himself had picked plaintiff up in black lexus suv Right. If defendant was wearing dark glasses, jeans with a very loose-fitting athletic shirt. There were Trojan condoms in the console of the vehicle, and mm. there also appeared to be two or three wrappers from chocolate cake packages on the floor of the SUV. Now, I don't know why they ha they felt the need to mention the chocolate cake package wrappers on the floor. I don't know if that's <laughs> supposed to be some kind of uh, flirtatious uh, add-on. Right. It, it seems, it seems non-pertinent to me, but apparently the lawyers felt it was pertinent to the uh you know yeah. suit. you know hey john travolta likes his uh, chocolate cakes now now the uh, Little hostess <clears throat> de de oh, i'm assuming they mean yeah like ho-hos or I, uh, I like a little debbie once in a while yeah <laughs> that's uh <laughs> now that's another thing entirely yes it is uh, you're, you're bad I've, um i never said i was good well you know continue I, I, please i prefer ho-hos uh Defendant shamelessly stripped naked in front of plaintiff. Now, I don't find that wrong. I mean, just because the guy's proud of his body, it's a masseur. I mean, they should be used to that kind of thing. I don't think that... Well, I don't uh, think that also... Yeah, I'm going to defend at, him on that. At any point, the masseur could have just left. Well, your pay's involved. I mean, it's your job. You know? But if you're insulted or if you feel embarrassed or well, you feel that the you know the client is doing something inappropriate get up and leave obviously sir this is just meant to show a, a trend of events a pattern if you will okay well, so I'm no, not, well no, i don't no, no, think no, no, they're no, drawing no. the line i don't think they're drawing the line here but they're making a point in saying he shamelessly stripped naked in front of the plane no no, no 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 but if you i i should let you read it more thoroughly because Oh, I'm, There's I'm, many, I'm going, many going occasions. I would. If, if, yeah, but I was still talking. There's many occasions in in these allegations that John Travolta came on to him, or John Travolta grabbed him, or Get John Travolta that. told him to do something. Well, I'm. I'm well, you're that. telling. I'm, well, hold I'm on. Taking, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just taking a moment to say, 
that I, I, I have to defend him for, for shamelessly stripping naked because he obviously is very well kept, you know, uh, you know, fit guy. So he should not be shamed of his body. I don't. But when I said he shame. could have, the masseur could have just got up and left at any time. You're fighting me on it. He's not. No, I'm, I'm saying he, he's not at the point where he's going to leave yet because the guy's just stripping naked. They're just showing a trend. Well, I wasn't saying that he was going to just get up and leave as soon as he was naked. You just said that. All right, continue, please. I was trying to. Okay, please. <laughs> the massage was without incident for the first hour. Other than Travolta, he kept purposely sliding the towel down that covered his buttocks to reveal about half of the gluteus area. <laughs> this back-and-forth activity of defendants sliding it down, the plaintiff pulling it up, uh, occurred over the uh, uh, ten times over the first hour. So there's a little playfulness there. You know, John's playful. Yeah, sure. The Who defendant started to rub plaintiff's leg, and plaintiff thought it was accidental. That's that's how do you accidentally rub somebody's leg? You don't. Right. Plaintiff assumed it was in fact accidental. Then defendant touched plaintiff's scrotum. And this time, plaintiff told defendant to please not touch him again. Scrotum grab, never accidental. <laughs> no, I don't care if you're playing rugby. I don't care if you're wrestling. Never accidental. No. Now, uh, um, yes. as far as plaintiff, defendant, I know that's how you're reading it. Do you want to read it, John Travolta? No. Masseur? No, because for me, the, the thrill of it is, is the fact that some, there's somebody's writing legal briefs now saying things such as, and I quote, defendant apologized, but then snickered to himself like a mischievous child. That's <laughs> in the legal brief. That's in the actual law. Yes, I, I've, I've, I've read all of this. Yes, and it's entertaining as hell. Yeah. And I love the parts in the brief where they say, and believes and thinks and you know that when they when they do that line of uh, legal legal talk, I think that's funny as well. Again, my favorite part. Where's my favorite part? Uh, defendant then said, "Say something nice to me." <laughs> now we're getting into the neuro neuroses of uh, Travolta here. Now, right. now we're getting into the sad part where I start feeling bad for him. <laughs> Plaintiff tried to ignore what defendant said and was hoping to conclude the session. Not in a way that Travolta wanted to conclude it. Right. Uh, plaintiff looked at defendant who had removed his draping and was masturbating. <laughs> He's crossed the line. Defendant's penis was fully erect and was roughly eight inches in length. <laughs> I call foul. Well, you know what? I call foul on the grounds that... Good for um, John Travolta. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, call, I call grounds... I call foul on the grounds of the masseur in this situation being able to give decipher, a decipher. Sure, not decipher. Uh, uh, guess. Guess. That's, I'm not sure if I'd ever well, guess. Well, you know, hey, they, they if they're gonna, all right. I'm in that position. I, I I'll defend. Position. If I'm in the same kind of situation. Yeah. And as and the and the lawyer asked me, uh, and roughly how long was it? So I have no idea. Let's put it this way. The, the smart person would give that detailed information because if you say, well, I don't know, they'll use it against you. Here's why I draw the line. And his pubic hair was wiry and unkempt. <laughs> that's just that's just nitpicking. Now you're just nitpicking. Being, now you're just being mean. Wiry Listen. and unkempt. Listen. They, they would use it against him. If he didn't know any of these details, okay. they're gonna say, "Are you sure? Are you sucking the fun out of my re uh, out of what we're talking about here? Why you gotta use such words like that? What sucking the fun out? 
Yeah. You could have said that completely different. <laughs> but you didn't. Hold on. Plaintiff moved <laughs> away from defendant, who then lumbered to his feet and began to move towards plaintiff with erect penis, bouncing around with stride. <laughs> Someone's enjoying writing this legal brief way too much. I think I saw that in a movie once. <laughs> That was Brokeback Mountain. It was it broke. I wish I knew how to quit you. Hold on. This is where it gets really sad. Defendant began screaming at plaintiff, telling plaintiff how selfish he was. That defendant got to where he is now due to sexual favors he had performed when he was in his welcome back Cotter days. And that Hollywood is controlled by homosexual Jewish men who expect favors in return for sexual activity. Defendant then went on to say how he had done things in the past that would make most people throw up. So Which he was essentially, he was telling him. When he says that uh, the... the doing things to make people throw up i'm assuming he means uh look who's talking three right That's uh, well, my guess. well actually what he was really telling him was listen i had to do this when i was your age you know back in the day and look where it got me look look i have jets well, i have private jets i i have lots of money well that's and if you just you know maybe you know gave well, me a handy you could have the same thing the next, the i can help down. you out Further down in the brief, defendant also said that he was smart enough to learn to enjoy it, and when he began to make millions of dollars, that it all became well worth it. Yeah, I think he he, he also mentioned the uh, the taste of semen in that article. I as skipped well. that part. I thought it was in bad taste. What? <laughs> you know what's in bad taste? Me playing all this uh, Saturday Night Fever and Grease music. <laughs> I, I love the end where, where where Travolta gives up and he, and he pouts about it. Plaintiff, yeah. re plaintiff reiterated his threat to call police, and defendant took plaintiff back to where he was picked up. During this ride, defendant repeatedly called plaintiff selfish and a loser, a and loser. gave him double of what he was owed. <laughs> well, is that everything you have? Well, I just like the highlights. I mean, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> plaintiff told defendant to get dressed, or plaintiff was going to call the police. Strangely, again, whoever's writing the legal briefs. They have to throw a strangely in there. Well, yeah. Then again, it's a Hollywood lawyer, so they're probably a screenwriter too. <laughs> strangely, defendant's penis was still semi-erect. I don't find that strange at all. And he had to struggle to get it back into his underwear and jeans since he pulled his underwear and pants up at the same time. <laughs> bravo, Mr. Travolta. <laughs> if you have to struggle, bravo. I'm not even going any further. Bravo. Just bravo. 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 Bravo, Sierra. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right. What makes the scandal so great is this kind of stuff. Now, I have the, the Royal Caribbean allegation, if I can read that. It's it's another person coming forward. Before you do, can I mention? Yeah. Uh, just because the Travolta's penis is what sold me on story. Uh, okay. Because I, I, for example, have a book uh, about... Um, that's a conspiracy novel okay. about uh, the Bush White House, uh, the first Bush White House, and the second. And one of the things in it is is the claim that Dick Cheney has a horrible, hor humongously large penis. <laughs> really? Yes. The, the, at one point, like the, the, he threatens this young girl because the whole thing is that they have like underage sex slaves. It's a really bizarre book. It's fun. Okay. And at one point, he's like bragging to uh, I think it was George Bush, uh, junior senior. Uh, that uh, like yeah, this will shut her up. <laughs> this will hurt her. And it's like he was huge. <laughs> he was just gigantic. 
Ironically, I found out when I was reading a book on the 9-11 disaster. Right. By um, uh, David Icke, or Icke, I forgot how you pronounce it. Probably Icke. I think it's Icke. And uh, he's talking about all this stuff, and he just mentions... Um, he mentions Dick Cheney, and then in a parenthesis, just very quickly goes, who's a pedophile with a huge penis? And he's moving on. It's like, whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> just glossed over that. Because <laughs> before and after that, it was all straight fact about 9-11. Right. He just, th- just throws, it, throws it in there. That makes you think more. So what, what I see that Travolta, when they're not only mentioning the length, but wiry, unkempt, hmm. struggling, bouncing in stride, this, this, this is good. This is good legal documents here. <laughs> This is why we need cameras in in in, in the uh, courthouses. Oh yeah, sure. All right. As far as the Royal Caribbean uh, allegation, allegation. The whirlwind of sexual harassment charges facing John Travolta continues to intensify, intensify as yet another alleged victim has come forward with the claims against the Pulp Fiction star. This time, however, it's former Cruise Line employee rather than an anonymous masseur who's making the allegations. As Radar Online is reporting, Chile-born Fabian Zanzi, formerly of the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, accused Travolta of accosting him and offering him $12,000 for sex. Chile-born his first name, or is that where he was born? It's where he was born. His name is Fabian Zanzi. Because I I think Chile-born Fabian Zanzi is a much better name. (laughs) Uh, Chile-born. Zanzi says he refused. Uh, Let's see. Uh, See, I prefer the ones where they say yes. Yeah, and then and then they go like the uh, like the like the um uh, what was his name the 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 one po- the one Republican politician who slept with a gay prostitute. Never mind, there's like twenty of them. I can't even think of the one. <laughs> but but they, he comes out later and goes, yeah, I slept with him. <laughs> <laughs> Those are better than the ones that like yeah. I was shocked. It's like, well, no, so that you know, I I you know did what he said, uh, and now I'm. Cruise Law News translates a report from the South American media outlet. Which quotes Zanzi is saying, Travolta had something on his neck. I thought it was a fuzz. <laughs> As I approached, he took off his white coat and was naked. He hugged me and asked me to do a massage. What was on his neck? Uh, doesn't say. But why he did he mention it? I don't know. Well, because they said for his reason for going to him. Zanzi told the site that he reported the incident to his Royal Caribbean supervisors. Why not only did not oh, well, uh, who did not only not believe him, but instead confined him to his cabin. He was later fired by the cruise line. You cannot accuse John Travolta. You're fired. Um. <laughs> How dare you? I, I they were unable to confirm media reports that Zanzi had officially filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against Travolta. I. I, I how they keep mentioning Pulp Fiction. They don't mention, you know, uh, uh, Urban Cowboy, Perfect, no. Blowout. No. They can't mention Blowout, no. I mean, that was a good film. I liked it, at least. You know. It's been a rough week uh, for the 58-year-old star of Grease and Saturday Night Live Fever. On Monday, a masseur identified as John Doe number yeah. 1 filed a lawsuit alleging John Travolta not Would only you- masturbated in front of him at the Beverly Hills Hotel on January 16th, but also just suggested a threesome with a Hollywood starlet and told him that he uh, got where he is now due to sexual favors he had performed when he was in his welcome back oh. Cotter days, according to TMZ. There's more There's more. In, there's more. Uh, to the three-way thing. Yeah, he was saying that she is in the hotel, but he would have to perform on Travolta first so that he knew that they were compatible. 
the the quote from the the uh, please the read that. love brief. The actual quote is, and this, it's, this is even better, and it's, it's the same thing, but it's just the wording. Again, okay, go ahead. the wording is everything. Defendant told plaintiff he knew a Hollywood starlet in the building that wanted three-way sex and to be double penetrated. They put it in quotes. There's no quotes <laughs> about it. It's double penetrated. <laughs> There's nothing quotey about that. Right. It's yeah, like, exactly. He wanted to sex her. No, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Defendant, defendant said they could have that later, but first they needed to have sex together before calling her so this way they would be in sync with each other sexually <laughs> sure he just, he just wanted to sync up like you and i do every day before the uh, every time before we podcast that's yeah we yeah we, yeah, we sync up they just wanted to sync up yeah except you know we we do it you know audio wise but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's good enough for me it's good enough for me too <laughs> uh, of course they don't mention the hollywood starlet I'd love to know who they're they're accusing. Uh, well, wanted why do we sex. have to drag her into it? She didn't. Eat, well, she wasn't even in the room. Just, just out of pure curiosity. Uh, now, I'm telling you, right. So, so I can just imagine somewhere in a Hollywood bar, two o'clock in the morning. Watch, it's Ellen Burstyn or somebody. John Travolta, <laughs> knocking back shots right. it's with um Dame with Judy Mel Dench with Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn Jews. Yeah, and the homosexual ones too. <laughs> See, now, uh, I'd always heard that the Jews were in Hollywood, but now, according to Travolta, they're homosexual Jews. Yeah. That's and, a whole different level. Yeah, and the only way you get 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 your name out there is by you, having sex with them. Do you think you had sex with Gabe Kaplan? I don't know. That would be awesome. Probably not. Is Gabe Kaplan still alive? He's dead, isn't he? I don't know. Someone needs to ask Gabe Kaplan if he knows who was sexing uh, Travolta to get in this Welcome Back Cotter. I bet it was Gabe Kaplan. He's Jewish, right? I'd probably. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Gabe Kaplan. I think I think we're going to blow the lid off this whole Gabe Kaplan thing. His first name is Gabe. Come on. No, he's still alive. He's a poker player now. He's a poker player now? Yeah, he, was in the two, uh, he, he plays like the World Series pokers, which Good is for him. fucking ludicrous. Apparently, Scientology is uh, very... They're anti-gay. Uh, the anti-gay, yeah, it, in a big way. Um, yeah. And there's apparently there's a whole section in Dianetics on how to cure yourself. Now, so, yeah, Travolta actually, um, he actually got, he was involved in getting somebody that was gay to join and go into their anti-gay thing. And the guy, in his mind, was like, well, and he like he explained later because he, he soon left the church. Right. And he said how uh, he thought it would work because Travolta was married, and they were happy. And they had kids. Maybe it'll work for me. Mm-hmm. And not realizing that you can do all that and still be a, a raging homo in a good way. I say that <laughs> a good way. Please, I, I'm all Please for, make sure you you let everybody know that. No, I, I I when I say raging homo, I mean in a very positive way. Thankfully, Obama just came out. And there's there's plenty of other ways to say. Raging homo, but but it sounded good at the moment. At the, I don't know what moment that was, but well, it, you know, actually, go ahead. I want I want to say something right here about, about the word gay, and this is a film historical fact. Okay. Uh, recently, watching the film Bringing Up Baby. Okay. And in the film, there's a scene we could probably bring it up on YouTube at some point, where uh, Cary Grant, due to his hilarious circumstances, is now wearing a woman's robe. <laughs> and is being grilled by a, a, an elderly woman about why he's wearing a woman's robe. And at one point, he snaps, jumps three feet in the air, and says, I just went gay all of a sudden. 
Now, I immediately, I'm, I gotta look this up. Historians say that that was the first film use of the word gay, which before before that moment mm-hmm. was not widely known by heterosexuals, but was a word used within the gay community, which back in that time period in the 50s and before was a bit more quiet. <laughs> because wait, wait, they, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You just said it was a word not known by homosexuals, but uh, used widely hetero, in... Heterosexual. Oh, fine. I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. The heterosexual community didn't wasn't aware of the term because the homosexual but it was used in the gay community fine right and so they it was their word they created it it was a positive thing for them you know gay (laughs) (laughs) and and he kind of came out so to speak because cary grant was gay right so he in some and he he used that phrase and at the time most audience members didn't even know what it meant so when i say raging homo (laughs) i mean in a very positive way because i am pro raging homo (laughs) I am. Obama just came out. I just, I saw that today. Yes. Uh, I mean, well, he came out in favor he, of... He basically said uh, he believes that uh, same-sex couples should be able to get married. Right. Good for him. And, and the way the Republican uh, Party and news media reacted, you would have think he said he was giving blowjobs to Joe Biden. Yeah. Everybody flipped out. It's a big deal. Of course it's a big deal. It's an election year. Well, and yeah. and everyone's using everything. To, it's... it's what, I would also like to point out at this point, as an ordained minister, I, I do perform marriages, and I will perform gay marriages if the opportunity arises, please. Uh, you can find the information on my website, smichaelwilson.com. Very cool. I'll be performing a wedding uh, this summer, actually. Oh, will you? I'm trying to do more. I'm doing like one a year now because the word's not out, and I am not pushing it as a part-time gig I do. Mm-hmm. But I do perform weddings. And and I, bar mitzvahs, less so, because it's not really official. Right. But it's more fun. But it's more fun. Very cool. What was I saying? Oh yeah, no. Um, Gabe Kaplan definitely did John Travolta. I'm breaking that now. You're breaking. That's you're breaking, breaking it now. Breaking news. Breaking Gabe news. Kaplan, All Gabe right. Gabe Kaplan sexually molested John Travolta in exchange for a role in Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. I. I, don't have I to. like and I like Gabe Kaplan. Do you? Yeah. All right. I think we should take a break. Already? Already. Okay. This is going to be a longer than usual break just because I have something special planned in the break. And that's the best of Igor or Igor from the Van Helsing film. It's about three minutes long, but it's everything. As a matter of fact, the YouTube video is titled The Only Thing That Matters in in Van Helsing. (laughs) Thank you. See, I'm not the only one. Of course. And it's just every great scene uh from van helsing all involving igor 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 Igor. so i think we should go to break with that okay and uh we'll we'll see you back here in about four or five minutes or so i have to to mute myself don't i you do (laughs) all right all right okay all right we'll see everybody in a minute are you home alone tonight got no one to cuddle urgent urgent for some connection don't worry daddy ain't gonna hurt you just tune in movie sucktastic give us a call at 908-514-4470 tell us what bad movies have been tickling you just call after dark we like it that way Eagle! 
Help me! You have been so kind to me, Doctor. Caring, thoughtful. But he pays me. Doctor Frankenstein! <laughs> Egon! Yes, Master. Why do you torment that thing so? It's what I do. Vigilay! Master, Master! Look, Master, look! We have him, Master. We have him! Ah, you wretched undead! I shall have my revenge! Igor, do this! Igor, do that! Uh, how did you find is it possible? Please, please don't kill me. Why not? Well, I... Uh, um... You're going to take these two and lead them to the antidote? No, I'm not. Yes, I am. If they even suspect you of misleading them. Clip off one of his fingers. I'll clip off something. The tower over there, that's where it is. And what about the other tower? Uh, Give me that! That is where we reassembled the laboratory. Would I lie to you? <coughs> Not if you wanted to live. Stay <coughs> 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 as long as you like. You try to get Igor. Igor get you! <laughs> <coughs> for you because we do not exist my life my job my curse is to vanquish evil we need you to go to the east 
to the far side of Romania, a land that is home to legendary creatures. I see the wolfman hasn't killed you yet. Don't worry, he's getting to it. Loaded over by Count Dracula. It is a place where nightmares come to life. I'm Helsing. He's the first one to kill a vampire in over a hundred years. I'd say that sent him a drink. Now, a man without a past... Do you have any family, Mr. Van Helsing? I hope to find out someday. It's what keeps me going. ...will face an enemy that never dies. In 1462, Dracula was banished to an icy fortress. And then the devil gave him wings. And uncover a secret he never imagined. Castle Dracula. Hello, Gabriel. We have such history, you and I. How do you know me? From the director of The Mummy and The Mummy Returns... Oh my God. Jackman, Kate Beckinsale. How do I kill him? No one knows how to kill Dracula. If you're late, run like hell. Don't be late. A film by Stephen Summers. And we're back. Hello. 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 <laughs> I was actually going to play a little music. <laughs> play a little weird science from Oingo Boingo. <laughs> That fits the mood, yeah. I think it does, a little bit. Here, let's get you in the shot there. Anyway, welcome back. We, um... We're going to talk about Van Helsing. And we're not going to say some very nice things about this movie. No. One of the worst films in probably the last decade is, is more than a decade, I would say. One, one of the worst is in, like, what, the top 20, 25? I would say top 25. It's It's got to be in yeah. there. It's got to be in there. Well, I don't think I'd put it in the top 10, but it's it's definitely the top 25. Yeah. I mean, when you're fighting up, when you're up against things like Catwoman. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, there's another thing they don't mention when they talk about John Travolta, recent star of Swordfish. You know, <laughs> keep going back to Pulp Fiction. I know. All right. Uh, Sword, Swordfish, by the way, starring Hugh Jackman. That's right. Not Hugh Grant, because if you had been around when I was twittering while viewing the film last night, you would have corrected me uh, when I twittered that, the uh, or tweeted, whatever the parlance is of this time, mm-hmm. uh, when I tweeted that the, the most amazing thing of this film was Hugh Grant's hair extensions. I had to later do a, a retraction and say that, Hugh Grant neither was in Van Helsing or, as far as I know, had hair extensions. So it was Hugh Jackman. <laughs> so thank you for not being there for me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. So where, where do you begin? Where do you begin with this? You, uh, you know, t- that's that's the crazy thing. I mean, we, we could shit on Stephen Summers instead of even really talking about the movie. Well, we can. If we, we can. really wanted to. I mean, we, we're going to shit on him. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to do that. Yeah. But... 
I think it all starts and ends with Steven Summers. He's the yeah. director. He's the creative mind behind the film. He's uh, the one that you know looks at the script and says, "This is good. Let's well, case, let's let's do this." He well, did write case, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the screenwriter on this. So it just you know he one of the best quotes I've I've ever read about Steven Summers is it, it was said that he's like he's like an adolescent that has found masturbation for the first time. Mm-hmm. In comparison to what he does with CGI, going over the top with CGI and just just pushing out just crap, as far as his movies goes, uh, I, I think it. I think as far as as, uh, as movies that he's made, where it starts and ends with him, yeah. is got to be Deep Rising. No, the Mummy too. I like the Mummy. The first Mummy. One Deep Rising was a, a nice shock surprise. I, you know, came out of nowhere, watched it, was better than yeah, I expected okay. it to be. I, I will say the original Mummy, but but in no, revisiting no. the Mummy, and I think I mentioned this in an uh, in an episode way back. Yeah, I don't like. I still like the film The Mummy. I just don't like it as much as I did when I first saw it I because I see too much too much Stephen Summer shit in that movie. I think everything he did in the mummy worked and it worked well and it yeah. worked because it was just it was like the first time it was the first time so everything worked and then after that it's instead of trying to make a good film which is what he was doing with the mummy right. it became trying to do something better or something different or building on top of it yeah you know bigger and better sure bigger and better no I, and I yeah even the mummy returns that's the second one right uh yeah even the mummy returns wasn't that it was bad but it wasn't that bad yeah the third one was that bad but he had nothing to do with it i think he was in a producer or some shit like that yeah he didn't direct it or anything he was even too smart to do that he he had an uncredited screenplay uh involvement with it oh really yeah he did he he, he worked on the screenplay but he didn't take a screenplay credit he threw him a bone yeah here is what i've been working on do whatever you want with it well it's, it's i like to think of it that when he did van helsing he was killing time while trying to figure out how to fuck up the mummy franchise even more yeah and so very he take it he a shot at doing uh van helsing which to me is is a remake of um league of extraordinary gentlemen it definitely feels that way doesn't it yeah and i liked league of extraordinary gentlemen and i will defend league of extraordinary gentlemen yeah well who's the director on that steve norrington the guy who yeah got blacklisted he got blacklisted yeah and and I will defend that movie, even, especially against uh, dickhead Alan Moore. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a fun film. I, I, I expected to hate it. Oh, believe sure. me, I, believe me, I expected to hate that one. Captain and Nemo. I I enjoyed Captain Nemo in that. Everything in that film was really good to an extent. Even Sean Connery playing Sean Connery, you kind of forgive it for that, but it's Sean you know, Connery. You know why I forgive but it? But if you look at the graphic novel, that's Sean Connery. So well, uh, you, you yeah. forgive it. I mean, I and I especially gave, forgave Sean Connery, who I really forgive for being Sean Connery, right? Because finally it made a bit more sense. Because now it was like, yeah, I'm old, I'm washed up, I'm not as good as I used to. I was like, yeah, it's you. <laughs> You're playing yourself. I like this. I, I, I you know, I, I want to see him like, you know, becoming decrepit. Although and, they didn't show and, him like, as a strung out heroin addict, which, I mean, there's only which, so much you can do. But it would have been cool to see that. Just one. I'm wearing this in my headphones upside down to. to to, so I can wear my Van Helsing hat. So I see that. A little uncomfortable. <laughs> um, okay. No, that was one of the many reasons I expected to hate the movie. Right. Uh, now, Van Helsing, hmm. I don't know if I expected to hate it, 
but I definitely didn't expect to hate it as much as I did. <laughs> now, can we can we start with one of the first thing I hate about the film is oh. the opening sequence. Oh, where it's black and white, it's supposed to Ooh. you know, it's oh, it's Universal Monster, it's Frankenstein, which they get wrong every step of the way from the uh, Wolfman to Dracula to Frankenstein, just well, they, they just screw it up. Here's the mistake they made. Yeah. You know, if you if you look at Summer's interviews, by the way, just like uh, Cameron and those guys, fucking lies. Oh, at of one, course. I, I found I found an interview, and I, I didn't I don't have a copy in front of me. I found an interview where he's talking about how um, how this Van Helsing is a different name, and Dracula is a different name, so they're right. kind of like they're like different characters, kinda. And in the interview, he's like, "Oh well, yeah, we did that because we thought you know the audiences would want to associate with somebody new, and we did." And, and like this this line of bullshit, which. I understand. He can't come out and just say it's Dracula. We want, we want to own copyright. Right. Yeah. Even we though the movie is made by Universal, so. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> like the, the yeah. So, but, but they wanted to own separate copyright. They didn't want to own. They didn't want to use the same copyright as that. Sure. So they changed the name. So just say that. Don't come. Oh well, you know, it's like Tarantino with Inglorious Bastards. Well, it was a flourish. It was a flourish. And then I'm, you can't explain art. Yeah, you did it so you could get advertising because you can't put bastard in the newspaper. Fuck you. Why? Why do you have to lie? Why are you lying to us? Well, it's 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 the same thing uh, with Kill Bill. The whole scene at the end that's black and white. Oh, mm -hmm. we did that because it's you know artistic and and you know we totally we intended to do that. Yet the Japanese release is in complete color. Yeah, and you I, can tell that it was filmed in color. It wasn't filmed in black and white on purpose. That was something done later to avoid an NC-17 yeah. or an X rating. I got an argument. That's I all worked, it was. I worked at a lighting company for film and television. I got yep. an argument with one of the lighting people. Oh, you're uh, kidding th me. This, this what? I, no, I just said you're kidding me. No. They actually fought you on that? tattooed uh dreadlocked asshole wannabe artist punk guy who if you're listening fuck you um we, we got in this huge argument because he's like no they did that on purpose it's like dude you do lighting i'm watching this he this was not lit for black and white right you light black and white differently than color this was changed in post-process no no that was art no, you really got to be kidding me you know one of the many times in this company where i argued with my co-workers and was right yeah uh, you know, again, if you're listening, um, <laughs> so but yeah, black and white, which because the whole thing's supposed to be an homage, right, to the Universal monsters, which is why Mr. Hyde's in there because that's not Universal. No, no. Yeah. If you're doing an homage, stick to the source. Don't go fucking ape shit insane modernizing it. That's not an homage. That's just remaking. So Summers is caught in this whole thing where he's like, "I'm doing an homage, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna rip off uh, aliens and have like you know pods of giant of you know little almost Matrix, bits. almost Matrix like uh, pods. Oh yeah, that one when the when the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? <laughs> Forget that. They ripped off Johnny fucking Mnemonic. Yeah, <laughs> I saw I, that post. I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> what? I'm waiting for. I'm, I'm waiting for. Four hundred years old. What? I'm waiting for him to complain that he wants room service. It's like, but, really? <laughs> but uh, and the the what's on the screen now is the whole um, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde scene, who eerily sounds a lot like fucking Shrek. Mm -hmm. the, both <laughs> both of these like films, both yeah, both even even look. You're right. Looks like both of these films came out the same year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. I know Shrek came out first. 
Well, it's the same technology. Well, it's it's uh, Hyde is uh, you know uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. It's total CGI. So no, I'm saying the same animated technology of that time period. So they used it. So it looks similar. Yeah. Although this uh, film cost. Well, what do you think this film cost? What do I think it cost? Too yeah. much. I I was going for a real number, but okay. Hundred million. A hundred and sixty million dollars. <laughs> Fuck me. That's what this film cost. It made fifty million its opening weekend. If you told me they spent sixty million on this, I would. There's a scene <laughs> near the end. Yeah. Where Igor is is it Igor or Igor? It's I can... Igor. Igor, you know, you know what? Because I thought you wanted to talk this way. No, no, I don't want to talk this way. <laughs> young Frankenstein has fucked me up for life because yeah. I still can't get it straight which one is which. Igor, thank you. It's Igor. Igor, uh, when Van Helsing um, is gets Igor and thrusts him, and again, he's the best part of that whole film. The day of the part uh, where he walks, he goes, "Igor, do this. Igor, do yes, this. Igor, do it. that." <laughs> it's like, why can't this whole film just be him? <laughs> Just, I mean, uh, Igor, oh, get you before you get me. Ah, which, which is, which is practically stolen from Son of Frankenstein, by the way. Uh, yeah, you're right. See, Igor, sure. Igor and Son of Frankenstein. He's on trial, and he's like, what's so funny? Because they told him that all the people that condemned him to death, they hung him, but it didn't take. So right. his neck's all twisted. Like the uh, half of them are dead now, so there's only like five of them left. You know, retrying him or, or talking to him again. He starts chuckling. So what's so funny? <laughs> they die dead. I die. Live. <laughs> he he's so doing Igor from Son of Frankenstein in the film. It's amazingly funny for the five minutes he's in there. Right. But in that scene when he takes well, him, he yeah, the best him of that I had was three and a half minutes long. That's yeah. That's practically it. So when he throws him up against the rock, if you freeze frame it just right, mm-hmm. you can see that he underneath him is a, is like a some stapled or paper clip papers. Somebody left their script on the set. <laughs> Nobody noticed it. It made it in the dailies, and they're like, "Fuck it, leave it in." <laughs> really, I missed that. I, yeah, I mean, you gotta look close, but it's there. They, they didn't even care. They yeah. were just like, "Just crank this shit out. Just no. crank it out." There's no, there's no consideration. And not for the- anything, but 160 million. They probably could have just fucking spent a couple million to CGI it out. Like a magic marker on like the actual print, just. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have noticed. All right, so the opening scene. Well, we we have black and white, right? How yep. many cliches can we cram in there? We got black and white. Yep. We Universal got uh, monsters. Mob, mob of angry villagers. Yep. Which is so cliche that I guarantee you, half of the viewing audience from that time period never saw a film with angry mobs in it. <laughs> Most of this audience never even saw Universal monster films. Probably it was, not. Yeah. PG thirteen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this was in two thousand and four. These kids never saw fucking frankenstein and and the sad part is a lot of these uh, so-called kids enjoy this movie you get a lot of people that praise this movie because they never saw dracula and frankenstein (laughs) and the originals which were which were low budget and were they were funny they they had humor mixed in there too but they they just they ran with it right and they didn't have um, so you and you've got uh the frankenstein and dracula and you have the uh, the close-up on the bottle of absinthe. For, we really need to foreshadow that. Did you catch that? Sure. Oh, yeah. And like, why are we focusing on absinthe? So later on, when they go into the ruins and he picks up, and he finds a bottle of absinthe and they just start drinking it. <laughs> because when I find a bottle of alcohol in a ruin, I just start drinking it. No. 
and, and and also and as I said before, any filmmaker who writes into their script two characters sipping absinthe like it's schnapps should be forced to fucking drink a bottle of it. We, we we've drank. We have we have partaken in absinthe, right? Oh yeah. My okay. New Year, uh, no, my housewarming party, we uh, a guest brought absinthe, and, and everybody, it's it tastes like licorice. It's terrible. Nasty. That's even, and that's after you black filter with the licorice. Sugar. I hate that's, black licorice. And that's after you filter it through the sugar. That's not just like straight out of the bottle. Yeah, it, the bottle it came with a special strainer that you're supposed to put a cube of sugar and then pour the absinthe over the sugar, and it's supposed to go in there, and then you drink it just like that, and it's, it's still terrible. Nasty. You're not. You're not. Oh, that's you know, careful. That's harsh. It's like, what? <laughs> and then you've got Dracula walking on walls, walking on ceilings. Yep. All right, all right. Uh, I mean, what, what was his name? Richard R- Roxburgh. Yes. Play Dracula. Yeah, correct. I, I know Who, he's. Not I sure. mean, you know, has a hairstylist. He's got. He's. Through, I, I'm feeling for him because I'm thinking to myself, he. I know he's not playing it straight per se. Right. But he's got to know he's made a bad decision. He's he's already been in uh, Mission Impossible Two, which I I rewatched recently. Was not a good film. No, it's terrible. No, I liked it back then. It's a horrible movie. I think, I think up until recently, not that you fought fought over it I with me. It. You defended, I defended it, it. and, I was and I'm just like it's just it's a wrong. bad. It's I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> But my mind was back in John Woo time, where it was oh John yeah. Woo coming to America, and it's so beautifully shot. And you watch it now. It's Although not... what was that like his fourth film in already? Uh, Hard Target. Hard Target. Face Off. Face Off was after, wasn't it? Face Off was no, after. no, no, no. It was Hard Target, Broken Arrow. Yes. Face Off. No, Face Off was after Mission Impossible. Was so, it after Mission Impossible? Almost positive because Face okay, Off fine. is like his last. So, Face Off is the last time they gave John Woo a lot of money. Fine. So yeah. okay. So this I mean, was like his third film then. Right. Oh yeah. Realistically, it, it, but yeah. still, he was he was established here already. Made mm. two very good movies, and then well, does Mission Impossible. Let's too. not get let's not get ahead of ourselves. When you say very good movies, good movies. They, they were enjoyable. They're fun. They're fun. Yeah. Okay. I, again, John. We Travolta. could probably review them on this show. John Travolta, Broken Arrow. There you go. We come yeah. closer. Hey, pigeon. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah, isn't it cool? <laughs> what? Oh, we got sidetracked. Oh, Roxburgh. So he's doing the Dracula accent. Okay. And and there's he's got yeah, to know. Let, let's 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 talk a little bit about accents for a minute. Oh, oh god, yes. I just, love you. What is every fucking time they have an Italian person or someone that's supposed to represent Rome talk like he's from fucking the Sopranos or you know, you want extra cheese? First, you take a tomato, and then you put a little olive oil on the tomato, and you put a little mozzarella on the tomato, and then you put it on a piece of the bread, and you put maybe put a, maybe put a little broccoli rub on the sandwiches too, and then you eat it. It's a beautiful fuck you, all of you. Holy shit! It just I love you. It just come on, every time. Every goddamn time. Now, the, the Romanians got it much worse in this film. Oh, yeah, they did. They, they absolutely He's, he's did. doing the Dracula voice, and it's like, oh, he, he, he's he got to know he's digging a hole. He's got to know no matter what he does, this is going to be mocked right. from here. I mean, and these are all good actors. 
Oh yeah. All, they're all good at and they're just making like he made a couple of bad choices. I mean in Mission Impossible Two, he did Van Helsing, which was right on the heels of uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I liked it, was still a bad choice. Yeah. You know, I just he did, he did bad choices. <laughs> Okay, so Rome tells him that they need him in Romania. To... Uh, we're still in the opening sequence with the water. <laughs> well, we were... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fast forward. Well, we were... Yeah, let's... Right. Let's move on. We can't spend the whole hour and a half talking about the opening five minutes. Uh, I could. Eight minutes. Uh, <laughs> can, can I point out the uh, um, yeah. the, the, uh, the top-headed uh, Rob Zombie guy leading the mob? Oh, yeah. <laughs> which turns out to be the creepy mortician because that's right, original. Right. Yeah, yeah, and his accent changes. Oh, does it? Beginning, he's British. In the middle of the film, he's suddenly Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what that is. That's just essentially them filming different parts of the movie at different times. They don't film very few times. They'll film a movie from beginning to end. So they'll film his Clearly. some of it. Right, they'll film some of his scenes one day, they'll film some of his scenes another day, and you know what? And again, they well, said, now, they said, fuck it. They probably knew it was there, and they said, fuck it. There is a one-year gap between the opening and the rest of the film, so maybe in that time he, he uh, lost the accent. It, he might have been new to the at town. Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, you, you live in a town for a while. The accent, you know, you move to Italy and then before, after a year, hey! I love you! I love uh, you! Let oh. me get a little broccoli rub, uh, sausage on a, on a roller, please. Uh, don't hold the back of the balsamic vinegar, please. Please. Hey, paisan! Hey, paisan! <laughs> so anyway, it goes to the Vatican. Anyway. And shockingly, the Vatican is um, involved in a massive cover-up of crimes perpetrated by their own people. Yes. The most believable thing in the film. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I buy this. Well, I, I'm the one around, you know. Well, what about the whole opening of the film, which is... Which they, is want me a, they want me as a murderer. The Vatican, yeah, we... Why, did you just, uh, why can't I just uh, tell everyone I work for you? Because we don't exist. Oh, great. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, the children I raped. The, the, don't worry about it. The actual opening uh, or the scene that the uh, that's on in the background now is the James Bond part of the film. Oh, 00 Van Helsing. Yeah, where he's giving them all the weapons and, and showing them off and all that shit. I mean, another original original, uh, original idea is to do a weapons demonstration. And this is also when steampunk was, was starting to leak into the mainstream. It, yeah. it, had, it had done it very badly in Wild Wild West. Yes. And it was also doing it badly in Van Helsing. Which is another film we could cover here. Which oh. a lot of people seem to like. What Wild Wild West? Yeah. Ooh. I Who think I think a, I think a young, younger generation liked that movie. You know, but there's a difference between liking it and defending it. Well, yeah. There's a, there's a difference between saying I liked it and saying it was a good movie. Well, I don't know if anyone that likes a bad film can really defend the movie. In a lot of instances, I think they can say, "Oh, I really like that." I think people can say, hey, "I really enjoyed Van Helsing," but. We'll tell you why you shouldn't like Van Helsing, right? But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, 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 I, I don't think the people that are, that are that like Wild Wild West are defending yeah. it. I think they're just saying, "Oh, I liked it." I've had people defend Van Helsing, and this is not to insult anyone out there, but I don't know if a lot of people know how to defend a movie they like. 
I think they, they, no, really. I mean, we break movies down on this show, and we'll tell you exactly why it blows. Now, and some some might say we nitpick. We we tend we can do that, but can I give you a nitpicky example of me nitpicking? Sure. Um, swinging from ropes. Swinging from ropes. How many times in this fucking movie do people swing on ropes? Well, I'm about looking about at I'm looking at a time. scene right now. There you go. <laughs> I'm looking at a scene right now. It's uh, what's your uh, Kate Beckinsale's brother? He's swinging from a rope while they're being attacked by a werewolf. Oh, what the fuck's up with that? Hang on a second. It's a it's a posse, right? Yes. Tracking down a, a, a werewolf, right? Yep. They only brought one gun with silver bullets, <laughs> and they gave it to the schmuck that's standing in front of the the the, the, the they, they gave it to the bait, and he drops it. And it's a handgun. All the guys that have the long range rifles, uh, who's that? What silver bullets? Who's uh, they ain't that poor? They got the whole castle. They can afford to pass around some silver bullets, right? What was? It? And they're like, "Oh, she's like, I'm watching the scene as we do the show. I'm watching it right now. She's like, oh, the gun with the bullets.' <laughs> and they're doing the the Matrix flips. Oh yeah. Oh. Everybody's yeah. got the ability to do like these mega these mega tightrope back flips. Sure. Uh, when you know when wire work is involved, you can do anything you want. Uh, um, when but yeah, Stephen Vatican. Summers is involved, you can do whatever you want. On that. <laughs> Apparently, so Stephen Summers bad. Too. He's he's doing, and I can't I can't get into it. He's doing films coming up that irritate me. I can't talk about it. What's he um, doing? What, what's uh, coming up for him? He's doing Odd Thomas. What I don't is, know if you ever read Odd Thomas. I don't know. I never have. Great Steve, uh, Dean Koontz book, and he's he's gonna he better not fuck that up because that's a great book. That's, just, I, that's why it was a little off topic. I didn't want to get into. <laughs> okay. It. Um, God damn it! They're doing the James Bond thing. Yeah. What's this? Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. it it, it creates a it's a it's a grenade. It's a light grenade. See, it, it creates an explosion that's as as bright as the sun. It says, I don't know what it's for though. It says, we're going to we're going to fight vampires, but I have no idea how a light grenade would come in handy. I I can't even think of a reason. I'm going to bring it just in case. But you never know when we're going to need this. You know, vampires and all. But for the life of me, I can't think of a time where it might be handy. Well, and, and what they're really trying to do is fool the audience into thinking they don't know that sunlight will kill vampires yet. No, they knew that. Well, of course they knew that. They but knew, it, it's, they're no, trying to they, work it in. It's just uh, because they go... Uh, what they, go, they go against the, the conventional things that kill, uh, you know, like vampires, like crosses this, and, and silver that. stakes and all shit like that. They, 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 they go to well, great was, lengths to explain that this isn't going to kill Dracula. But no, but that happens later. In that scene, he's throwing garlic, holy water. He's bringing all that stuff. No, 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 no. Right. What I'm, right. What no, I'm no. getting at is there's like, oh, we don't know what this might be used for. We're uh, fighting I, vampires. I think you're off base. I think what happens. You think so? I, no, I, I don't. Yeah, because if, if they're not refuting anything else during that scene. So why would you suddenly say, "Oh, we had no idea"? They they know they know that day, the daylight's supposed to kill a vampire. My what, what I'm saying is, it's just like the absinthe bottle. Yeah, you have examples of very poor attempts at what you would call, it, in a in a craft sense, foreshadowing. <laughs> when you bring it when you mention it, and then later it like the I've never seen the ocean. It must be beautiful. <laughs> well, she's going to die. <laughs> I mean, somebody's getting buried at sea, folks. Come on. <laughs> Line up because I'm taking bets right now. I mean, <laughs> really? Yeah. How, you really don't remember anything? I'm sure that's not going to be a plot point that comes up later. Nah. I and don't I'm remember sure, shit. I, yeah. And, and 
So it, it's very poor foreshadowing. He's he's bringing up the late grade eight now, and in a casual sense. So later on, it can be, oh, we have this, and it, it doesn't work. No, it's it, again Stephen Summers. That's really all you need to know Stephen, when Steve. reviewing a film he's made. He he just goes. It just seems like he goes through a lot of trouble to fuck up every movie he does. But again, it's only after a certain point. I can't believe they spent $160 million on this movie. I mean, and then after after The Mummy, what, what, what boggles the mind is that mm. after The Mummy debacles, right. and he, they still gave him G.I. Joe. Yeah, and they gave him uh, just as big a budget, too. And, and G.I. Joe, if you can believe it, I think looks worse than this movie. Looks worse? It's so worse. cartoony. That's the CGI is so gummy. That's a tie. Because G.I. Joe was trying to look bad in some ways. So I don't that's... know. I mean, the the, the movement uh, of the characters, you could... It, it just, they looked very rubbery and gummy. It just, it, uh, it just looks so bad. Uh, yeah. So bad. Oh, but you're right. After The Mummy, after Deep Rising The Mummy, it's just a string of debacles nonstop. And, and he's got his hands in the screenplay for all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a screenwriter, and the screenplays right after The Mummy, because I like The Mummy screenplay. I think it's a good screenplay. I think it's a good story. Even part two, I applauded, like, the whole idea that uh, he, like, this later they're married and have a kid. Well, I was like, yeah. shit, how often do you see that in these films? Usually it's, oh, they broke up and the whole film is them trying to get back together again. He's like, nah, fuck it, they got a kid. Well, in, the, like, th- in the third film, again, they didn't try and break that up. They just got different people. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your name? What refused to play a mother? His, his his the one woman that played his wife, right? Part two and part three, she refused to come back. She said, "I'm too young to play a mother." She was a mother in the second film. What are you talking about? But an older son. She was. Oh, was a, saying okay, he's I, an adult. I, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's like twenty. Yeah, I understand. Right. She was like, "I'm, I'm not, I'm, I cannot play his mother." He, she wouldn't take it because of that. But really? it, she didn't think she she looked old enough. I, that... I think she didn't want as an actress. I don't think she wanted to play an older woman. Okay, I could see that. Although Brenda Fraser, they went through no trouble to make him look older either. He looked like he did in The Mummy. Yeah. He sounded weird, though. He sounded... Yeah, that, yeah, that was weird. His voice was definitely weird. Thank you. It's this weird kind of... Like, he yeah. was trying to... Like, he was trying to sound older, and it was like a kid... Like, a, a 10-year-old trying to sound like an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, it just didn't... It didn't work. <laughs> But we're, we're we're off track. Yeah, we are way off track. We're off track. Um, vampire nipples. There were none. I don't. You know, it's a PG thirteen film. Uh, they they've got cleave it. Well, here's have the breaths. Th- there's there's sure definitely, there's definitely the shape. The outline is there. You can, but you can get a per- you can get a, grab a hold in there, and there's there's a you can put a what are those mountain climbing things, pitons, pitons. Yeah, I, you sure. can you, you can rock <laughs> climb off of off of this this cleavage, and but there's no nipples. No, and and let me tell you, the press actually gets smaller when they become vampire flying women too. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, this country, which as far as censorship goes, oh. self-imposed. Yeah, self-imposed. Well, no, they. I, I listen. If they knew they could get away with it, they they might have done it. But they know that they could never get away with it. 
Well, they could, but the MPA is a is a self imposed regulation. It's not a government regulation. This isn't government. I never said censorship. government. Oh no, but I'm saying when you say censorship, it's self censorship. Yeah. By, well, by that's the, that. Well, that's where I'm going with it. This this country is is gotten to the point where you you can't say anything or watch anything deemed inappropriate anymore. You can't. There's a lot of it. But I'm talking about in most inst instances. No, I, no in it, main instances. Everyone's policing themselves. Everyone is made to feel guilty. If if I if I said right now uh, to you, Scott, that hat looks fucking stupid on you. Okay. It does. Well, it does. If sure, we I, weren't friends, I feel your. I feel your. I feel your anger. Right, I, right. I feel your. No, no, no. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna steer you here. I okay. feel your anger, but where, I think where you're going astray is that it's not our culture in total. We have tons, tons of extremely un, uh, unsavory forms of entertainment out there. Music. Oh, I, movie, I. I agree. Books. It's the mainstream, it's the mass mainstream media that is censoring itself to the point because they, as... Um, well, I think as what it all comes down to is advertisers. Well, not even, adver not even advertisers. As Ridley Scott complained when they, they wanted to slap an R on uh, Aliens prequel. Which I just he saw a trailer the other day. It is coming out as an R. It is? Yeah. Good, good. Fuck them. <laughs> it's, it's all about, like you said getting the widest audience possible and that includes getting kids in the seats and it really comes down to it's not that they can't get away with it it's that they can't get away with it with religious groups and with parents groups and with self-imposed censorship getting the kids in the seat it's not even about getting away with it it's getting away with it with children it's cigarettes advertising yeah say like, you know it's joe campbell, and, and joe just, campbell. Just, just to think about prometheus for one split second i know it's off topic i i get this this gut feeling that the whole we need to have a PG thirteen, uh, it's just a lot of hype. I don't think they ever intended for a thirteen. He did because if you, he huh? Yeah, he did. No, I don't know. No, I, honestly, you look at I, some of the scenes from the trailer, and it's just like entire head, you know, helmet melting. I mean, I don't know if I. You're gonna watch the film, and you're gonna, and I think a lot of people are gonna be surprised as they were really going for a thirteen with this. They're so used to they're so used to getting what they want, these mainstream films. They really the, the I don't and I don't, I don't even think it was the fact they got an R. I think when the MPA came out and told them what they had to cut, right? I guarantee I guarantee they shot because again DVDs they shoot whatever they want and then later on the uncut the uncut version will come out in DVDs. Well, sure. so they already had that. What they thought was going to be a PG thirteen cut, or they submitted the full version and then know. when they got their notes on what they should you know what had to be cut or what was inexcusable i guarantee it was broader than they expected and they're like well we didn't plan on cutting that too right i it's like, I, I don't know it's, you might like, be right well it's like um it's like um team america where they have the puppet sex scene yeah and they showed like five minutes of it said we only wanted two because two is funny so we did five and when they said cut it we cut it down to two it was like that's great so that's what we wanted and the uncut i don't care if they only wanted two it's fucking hilarious but yeah, so so but Scott, they're so used to just being passed through the fucking system. Mm -hmm. I guarantee with they cut what they wanted, they didn't go overboard and say cut down. So when they when MPA pretty much rejected them, they're like, well, but we were we didn't expect you that you know nitpick that much. Right. They're so used to being mollycoddled by the system. Okay. And I think it's the massive move of the right that might be pushing that the the Mormon based uh, no yes yeah, Mormon based MPA mm -hmm. right. 
Uh, I don't want to yeah. say yes. I'm not sure, but I, it sounds right. Kind of. Um, you know, this film breaks uh, one of my one of my rules in the the mouth opening larger than. <laughs> Although when it's happening, they are vampires, but it's still in my. It just it looks so rubbery and fake. It just that's awful. Did that bug you worse than the Italian accent? Be honest. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, it did. I guarantee. I guarantee it. Like you're you're sitting home watching again after a long time, and the Italian accent comes out goes oh, and then the wide mouth goes. God damn it! That's when you get loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Where should we move next? Oh. Um, I mean, it, it just we could just really nitpick this all the way to the end. I, it, everything from the, well, they, the, the yeah, bad dialogue the to the shitty weapons to just it just you got a railgun. I can't do that. And what year is this supposed to take place? Is this this 19th century? Is that what this is supposed to be? Early. It's, 20th century it's before chain driven tricycles right <laughs> because there's a in the beginning of the film when they're talking about where he's going they have a, a makeshift projector showing I, on the wall it's like this is where you're going and the guy's got a crank he like you can see him he's like doing this he's cranking it so that uh, they could project these images on a wall well I, I tell you i think a lot of this was summers was kind of, like half of it was okay i want to do a, something like the mummy Right, but but I'm gonna do it like a uh, I'm gonna do it like a us uh, um, oh, I'm gonna do it like a Batman sequel. Okay. Or I'm gonna just throw every my, I'm not just gonna do the Frankenstein. I'm not just gonna do Wolfman. I'm just gonna throw them all in one film. Okay. Right, but at the same time, I think there's a part of him that was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm I can do Coppola. <laughs> I can do Coppola. Uh-huh. Coppola's got the the camera in there. I got a camera. Coppola's got them like walking out, like oh, you know, things on walls and ceilings. I got them running up and down on ceilings and you know, joking the whole time. Every every monster in this film ends up on a ceiling or a wall at some point. Even the werewolves are climbing the walls with their their backs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I think he was trying to, in the back of his head. He's like, yeah, Coppola, yeah, watch this. Even yeah. the opening sequence where, where Frankenstein's talking to Dracula, and every yeah. time he turns around, oh, now he's walking on this wall. Oh, now he, you know what? There's the part at the end where the big climactic scene where they're they're where they're, they've got everything going with electricity, and they're trying to they got Frankenstein strapped up there, and all right. this stuff's going on, and they do a quick cut on him. It's like a three second, four second cut, and for no reason at all, he's standing at a forty five degree angle, <laughs> and he's just like, just watch, just just like it's like Summers like get him at an angle. Can't have him just standing there. He's got to be doing something Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Yeah. So he's just like, watch. <laughs> uh, Dracula. So that's my. That's it. my. Yeah, that's my theory with the whole film thing. Mm. It's only in there because Coppola had it. Uh, okay. I, I'll, I'll agree with that. And Coppola had a top hat. Top hat. Although he did give Dracula a ponytail. Fucking I just wish he had played Redfield. Ponytail, yeah. Should have been Renfield instead of Igor, because then he wouldn't have had like three inches of fucking makeup on his face. Yeah. He couldn't even move his mouth. Why would you put do why would you put that much makeup on a guy that already looks like that? <laughs> yeah, you can really he's, see through all that makeup. He's he's already a really creepy kind of looking guy. He's a character actor. That's what he plays. He plays yeah. the creepy guy. And they just we need to put all this makeup on him. Why? Well, why why is it you do what you do to him? 
Why? Why? No, no. No, why, no, why, you're right. Why this this is actually the scene. Yeah, it's on the you. screen right now. Let me, let me do it while it's on. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put the volume on. No, I want to do it. The, the creature. Yes, what? Why do you torment him so? It's what, it's I, what do. I do. Remember, Igor. <laughs> it's it's what I do. Between that and Supergirl, with it's yeah. just the way we are. It's, it's like those those little glimpses of reality in the films. <sighs> it's anyway, what I do. It's what I do. I remember when that happened too. It was like, how come this film hasn't been this kind of cool for the whole movie? <laughs> There's even that part where Dracula, and she's like, I need a new wife now. She says, are you that cold? He's like, yes, I'm that cold. I am hollow inside. And I can't tell if he's going for humor or not. <laughs> um, You know what? I, I would say yes. But 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 I don't know if he's going as... I, I can't tell if he's going as far as... It's like there's that gauge where, okay, there's a difference between trying to put inject humor into it right. and just not taking it seriously. And I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. It's almost uh, it's interpreted by whoever watches it. It's almost that type of scenario. It's but yeah, I do like the one part though where, where Van Helsing holds the cross up and he grabs it and it's it go, melts catches in his that hand. plane and he's like, Argh! "We'll talk about that later." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one part in the shadow I liked. Yeah, I, I actually had that in the, the Bad Movie Day montage of all the films that were nominated, and I did uh, excerpts from each one of the films, and I included that part from Van Helsing, just because I thought it was ju just funny. It's, it's like it was that was the the one snippet of the shadow I like, where he's talking to uh, the Attila the Hun, and he's like, ah, ha, 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 "You're a barbarian, you know." <laughs> it's <was> just <laughs> it's that nice that comedic switch in tone, right? That, well, yeah, but. I ran off a rail there. It's okay. I'm just trying to figure out what else we could talk about. Well, it rips off so many movies. It's ripping off well, Johnny Mnemonic. It's ripping off Aliens. Sure. All of a sudden, Matrix Dracula, even. I mean, just... Dracula's a queen now, is basically what it is. Yeah. He, uh, and, and, oh, they also uh, rip off the... Um, you kill Dracula, you kill all of his minions. That's... They, they, that th fucking th beats. Yeah. yeah they, they rip that off, too. I mean, how many times do you kill... Uh, if you kill uh, the source, you kill all the hosts. Uh, what you about kill the everything. Ticking, what about the ticking clock plot uh, devices? Now, every film has yeah. got every film's got a kind of a ticking clock uh, ticking clock plot device because you need something to move the plot along. Mm -hmm. But in this case, okay, uh, she ha she can't be, she can't die before midnight this month. Uh, he's trying to get the Frankenstein monster to bring them back. We have to get there before that. We have to get there before that. Uh, we have to we have to cure you before you become a werewolf, and it gets to the point where at the end we even have a ticking clock. <laughs> yeah, right. It counts down to midnight before the full moon. Um, well, actually, there was always a full moon. Clouds parted. Whatever the fuck that yeah. showed. It just come. Are you kidding me? It's well, like this is the first time a cloud is parting at all in the night. It, it, it just and there's the moon. I'm a werewolf now. Which, by the way, when he transforms into a goddamn werewolf, his skin rips off. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. You don't have skin anymore. You just can't go in and out of werewolf by ripping skin off. I, I read the rationale for that. Please. Please. Well, he, he didn't want to do it the old way, which again... All right, fuck oh, that. Right. Well, again, nice homage. I don't want to do that way. His rationale was it, it's the beast within coming out. 
He rips his skin off. It falls yeah. off. Suspension of disbelief, sir. No. No. I was wondering. It's not you... like taking a shirt on it. No, you, he. Well, if it's a human skin, hu shirt, human. Uh, Hugh Jackman left a bodysuit of skin on the ground and then just gets a new one. I, I would have forgiven that all that if, if at one point, like the other guy had come over and like picked up like all the pieces of skin. Like, <laughs> like there's no, there's no scene of someone like sweeping up Hugh. Yeah, Jackman and they skin. weren't, they weren't going for. Uh, him looking very similar to Wolverine for a split second, right before he became that werewolf. Well, you got him. You got, you got him with the shirt off. What else are you gonna do? <sighs> you know. I guess I don't know. Come on. Now you, you just glossed over something I was gonna talk about. Uh, you got the werewolf thing going. Oh, you you're all over the place, sir. I know. I'm sorry. It just that's what happens. No, yeah. it, there's a there's a lot to attack in the film. Um, well, we were talking that? about uh, what it ripped off, and the last thing I, I said the was well, yeah, and the tipping clock, the ticking clock thing is like the only thing to move the plot along. Right. Is is this whole we have to get here, we have to get here. Oh, we have to get the Frankenstein monster to the Vatican. So now we're now we're racing again. Now, in the old days, mm -hmm. westerns, westerns, had, westerns, yes, like you okay. know, bang bang. Uh, you had <laughs> thank you for that, you bang bang. Now, nah, uh, like, what kind of westerns are we talking? John Wayne? Talking? Are we talking spaghetti? Talking western stuntmen. Back in the day, where stunts okay. were performed by men, one <laughs> of the most dangerous stunts ever to do was Triple the Triple Lindy. <laughs> Talk seriously here, man. Are you now? That's, yeah, one of the most difficult stunts to do in a western. Was where you had the, the team of horses and the, the stuntman would jump in between the horses up to the front. Yes. And when, when a stuntman did that on mm -hmm. the screen, it was cool and it was scary because it was real. Mm -hmm. When Hugh Jackman does it, supposedly, in CGI in Van Helsing, it looks goofy and sad because he hops on it like he's playing Frogger. And that's the line for me. There were men who actually, like, you know, were crippled doing the stunt. And now here comes Hugh, Hugh, Hugh like a, a CGI version of Hugh Jackman. And there, there's no magic left. No. Well, again, no. it's Steven Summers is involved. If he can get away with it in CGI if without. He can't get away with, with it. Well, even if he can't get away with it uh, doing it in CGI, he will. If he can be a lazy director, which for the most part he is, has become, has he's? I think he's always been lazy. I think he's just gotten lazier through the years. I like Deep Rise. No, I did too. It was uh, we. I remember going to see that in the theater with you. Yeah. It was a few, a bunch of us that we went to go see it. We went to go we, see it at uh, uh, Lowe's, uh, Lowe's over in Wayne. It was you, Doug, and I. Was Chris uh, you, with us? Sorry. No, it was Chris, you, me, and Doug. I know he's in the in the chat room. Were you with us that night? It was, it was not. It was you, me, and Doug. Was it just the three of us? Yes. You know how I remember? Because halfway through the film, I suddenly developed a fever of like 104. <laughs> and when we left, I was so, and I, I'm not even kidding, I was delirious with fever. I was fine walking into the film. By the end of it, it came out, I was like, I can barely see straight. We, we couldn't find my car. I remember. We were because, all the way up on the top. We were on the roof, right. I think. I, I was so delirious with fever. I couldn't remember where I parked. 
and you guys didn't remember because I was going to remember it's my car. <laughs> and so we're just wandering. I think I even dropped. I might have even dropped you off and parked first. I don't even remember. But so we spent like a good yeah. We could, we spent we spent a good fifteen minutes, twenty minutes wandering around. I'm like dying. I was like, I need to get home, and we can't. <laughs> my car's gone, and oh, it's bad. I do yeah. remember. I do remember. But I mean, deep rising. Again, you went into it like, all right, this is the same old stuff, and it's got some of the same old stuff. Yeah. But it really handled it in a fresh way. It was one of the first horror films to really utilize CGI with like the guy melted, have his face melted away, right, the kind of right, stuff they right. do now. And you're like, oh, that old wheeze. Back then, it was like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> that's CGI's for man. Yeah, the face is right off. <laughs> and you had the old, the old, you know, the old wheeze with uh, you know, the gun with one bullet left, but then like the guy shoot goes to shoot him instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn it. Well, yeah, the, the, and the whole film, you know. Not well. I guess I would give something away if I went that direction. But the film was what, fifteen years old at this point. Yeah, fourteen and, years and, old. And it's not to say that there's not some cheesy yeah, CGI in the oh, film. Of course there is. But it pulled it off. It was. But fun. Treat Williams. I mean, he he's great. You know what now? <laughs> I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. You you don't get any better. He just or not not they, what now it was now what now what? They were supposedly cliche characters at first. But then when they were introduced, they, they took on – they were had a bit more depth, yeah. right? Yes, yes. Now now we're in Van Helsing. by the way, nope. yeah. uh, the same character that plays Igor in the film is in Deep Rising. Oh, he's in all his films, yeah. Well, right. He's like, you, you don't you don't, oh, you that's don't for just the get asthma. Happening. You know, you just can't – don't get asthma, right? You just can't. <laughs> it's a girl from Ipanema. Yeah. What's stuck in my head now? What? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, he, I, like I, when the bad guy shoots at him, says, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah you, you were saying that because of the audience, not me. You knew, I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you threw me for a second. Um, now you go to Van Helsing. The characters are so cliche, so one-dimensional, so uh, everything is all right. Dracula is going to lure them into a trap. Yes. Why are they surprised it's a trap? And why, after suffering through so much in this film, does the film decide, okay, not only am I going to give you a masquerade ball with freaky people, not only am I going to give you Dracula dancing with a girl in front of a mirror, wink, wink, I'm also going to give you Cirque du fucking Soleil. And steampunk. And swinging on more ropes. And climbing and running around on a ceiling. What, what up with that, yo? I, if I could explain Stephen Summers any better than I already have, that he's practically a hack. I I guarantee you I this would. was. Yeah, I can almost tell you this is what happened. He walks into the thing. He's like, I want to do. We did the mummy. I want to do the Wolfman. He's like, really? I don't know. I mean, we're doing the mummy sequel. Is like, I want to do the Wolfman and Dracula. Oh, really? See, yeah, they did it back then. They, they you know, they did that stuff back then. And like, oh, I don't know. I'll tell you what, James Bond meets Dracula, Van Helsing, <laughs> right? He's he's got gadgets. He's got the sidekick with him. There's a hot chick. We'll get the chick from the Underworld movies. Same chick, same hot pants. We're good. I don't know. Um, let's. It is the same girl, right? Yes, it is. Yes, I thought. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I recognized that. That it's Kate uh, Beckinsale. Yeah, I, I recognized that ass. 
Except it was except this time it was leotards, not latex. Sure, and of so course it, so she had to she, straddle his face with her vagina. Well, because that's what you do in a com an action comedy. <laughs> yeah, because the leather conforms the buttocks differently than the spandex does, so it mm. didn't look like the same. Yeah, you know, sure. but but yeah. So and so he, he's got to pitch that, and and, and I can just see pitching more and more as a well, it's got to be bigger than that. Or we'll, we'll put you know he's gonna have a. There's like the <laughs> sequel to Freaky Friday. There is a sequel, believe it or not, to Freaky Friday. There is. The son trades places with the father. And oh. the son... Well, it was a book, too, first. So let's not get too crazy. It was, no, 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 no. It was all a book. All right, all right, all right. I, I won't so, shit on and it. And so the, the son... But the father's like a, a movie executive. Right. So the kid goes in and like, all right, you have to pitch the film you have. And he has no, kid has no idea. So he just starts throwing shit out there. He's like, and a shark flies down and attacks him. And, this, and all this crazy shit. That's Stephen Summers pitching this movie. I swear, he's got to be just there, like, just throw, pulling shit out of his ass. And then later on going, no, nah, i got to get that all in a film. Because <laughs> there's, there's no room left for a script. He's already promised Frankenstein. Is a, you can almost see, like, like just like the producers leaning in, possibly, and saying, you know, you, you know what you could use? Yeah. I mean... There's no car chases. How about swinging on ropes? <laughs> oh, I can do it. Let's do it. Why not? I don't know. I it's don't know. it's. I don't know either. I, I I just know that I I disliked it. it. I just every time I see it, I hate it more and more. You know what's nitpicky? The the trivia in IMDb is is god awfully boring. It is. I did when you uh you, you had. Yeah, I would me about it, and I went and looked, and it's like, wow. I guess there isn't enough trivia. Oh, not enough people uh, disliked it enough. The, well, the actor, little do they know, he got spider bites on his back during that death scene. I'm, I'm, I'm stymied. Now, even worse, hmm. out of curiosity, it's like, okay, period piece. Let's go back and look at the goof se goof section because you always have these people that have like. Have to point out that, for example, there was a train, a, tra a chain-driven tricycle. As a matter of fact, I, I thought I, I found some outtakes on YouTube. I didn't watch oh, really? any of them. Yeah. Well, and I figured let me look up and see if there's any anachronisms, you know, like things that were invented beforehand. I think they mentioned, uh, the, I think they mentioned the movie projector, which again, it's, they're, 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 they're saying it's developed before it came out, so that's not a big deal. But there, when you're watching a film this bad. And then someone posted a goof that when he had, when the when Hugh Jackman as the werewolf attacks her, she's holding the syringe up over her head like this. So there's no way she could have stabbed him in the abdomen when he tackled. You really you're gonna argue like CSI shit, like she couldn't have swung her arm that way to stab him with a syringe. When you have, um, when you have people off camera being like people on fire that run off camera, and then you can actually see the fire extinguisher plumes mm -hmm. come back into the camera as they extinguish the guy off, off screen you've got people leaving scripts around on set right. and you're complaining that she couldn't have had the angle down here at the right area you've got you've got frankenstein with an opera op operatic like accent yeah I, I it's just like you would think he's ready about to sing opera and where, where did he learn this where did he learn to speak they don't explain any of that. How do we? I mean, I mean that's nitpicky, yeah. But when you have huge gaps in, in logic, and then people are saying, 
oh, they, you know, how come the sun's rising when they, you know, when it was the night before and they took it to the ocean? So you really, that's what is concerning you. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they made it to the ocean without rotting. Because it can't be a, it can't be half a day's journey to get to the ocean from like like fucking mountaintop Romania. Right. It really can't. It can't be. It can't be like a half a day journey. It's not. It's probably two three days. And when you're it's criticizing a fucking saying, week, if you really if you really think about it, it's probably a week. Yeah. And when you're and when people are criticizing, saying, "Well, back in that time period, during, uh, the the Christian the Vatican actually frowned upon uh, um, cremation, so the monk wouldn't have." Uh, allowed them to allowed him to burn the body really first of all he's a friar that's why he can bang the chick and swear oh yeah and then and, he goes i'm just a friar i can swear damn it he's trying what's, fuck what's, him what's he, you know no, what fuck no, him. no 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 that's that's summer don't blame him blame the director he did not write that dialogue they made him say it he's just working with what he's got Whatever. david david wenham and richard roxburgh and, and even Hugh Jackman. They're working with what they got. They got paid a lot of money to do a lot of acting in a lot of shitty movie, and all they can do is try to make it work the best they can. This is what their whole career was built up for. I'm in a Hollywood film, and and oh my god, does it suck. Oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to bore you. I'm it's hungry. okay. Uh, I'm not sure if I missed anything from my... my uh, my recent rants on uh you know I, I have the bloopers up on one screen while we're recording on another screen and even with the sound muted the bloopers are terrible like you what? Could, well it's like for instance uh you have kate beckinsale she's like moving she's on the ground and like moving backwards and she trips over a rock or something and she just starts laughing it's like those are the type of bloopers that they have in this uh, they have the guy in the frankenstein suit uh, like dancing, it's just, just I'm just completely unfunny, underwhelming bloopers. Yeah. Nothing, nothing good there at all. I'm just double checking my twitters here. Uh, when it comes to the war between vampires and werewolves, it's the audience that invariably loses. Uh, <laughs> and and this film between this and Underworld, it really started the whole cavalcade of oh gee, another film where the vampires are battling the werewolves. Yeah, I, I mean I, th that shit got old when when fucking. Uh, What's her name was doing it in those uh, supernatural romance novels? I can't remember her name. Your 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 uh, your better half reads them. What the True Blood series? No, before that. Before that. Before oh, that. Oh, you. Um, you know what I'm talking about. I just yeah. don't know the name. Somebody, so, somebody out there's screaming it. I can't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The whole thing with Dracula. So Dracula was banished to the Fortress of Solitude right. on the other side of a mirror. Oh yeah, that's right. Tomb Raider made more sense <laughs> than this shit. Oh, so the there's a doorway for him. Oh, and now he's and he's and he lives in an ice castle, and and there's no ice in the castle. I don't I don't get that part where they say it's an ice castle, but then there's no ice. I gave up on this movie years ago. Well, yeah, I, but I rewatched it for the show, but but then we came back to it. Yeah, we so did. Oh, the worst part for David Wenham hmm. is when they actually make him wear a jester's costume oh, during the yeah. ball. <laughs> It's like, all right, it's, he knows he's the comic relief. This is just like adding insult to injury. <laughs> Man. <sighs> oh, I, I don't think I missed anything else. That was that. Mm. And even, they even stole the traveling map montage from Indiana Jones. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they so did. Uh, 
Um, do you want to do? You want to read from the terrible game tonight? I do not, sir. Okay, good. I I think we spent too much time, and also I'm starting a new chapter, so I I want to go like a page or two into it. Fine. So we, we we need a, a, a show. What we need to do is figure out what we're reviewing next week. Now we uh, we still have the option of doing Freaky Farley. I know that that that's going against. Uh, what we're doing right now, we're doing the big blockbuster films, the big budget movies that you know people enjoy but really blow, uh, mm-hmm. because we're 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 in the beginning stages of 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 writing the movie Fantastic Book. Um, we can do Freaky Farley, or right. we can well, do another big budget film next week. Well, what's 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 the block? What's in the box office this past weekend? What what do we have? We had Avengers, uh, Avengers, Hunger Games. We, we we did Hunger Games. We did Hunger Games. Happy about that. I'm gonna do a uh, a drive-in review of The Raven okay. this weekend. That just opened up, right? Last weekend. Uh, a couple of weeks. It's been out a couple weeks. Of weeks. A couple of weeks. So it's still fresh. I'm gonna do that review. That's gonna be a more topical review. Okay. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. I'm doing as well. That's been out longer. That's been out like uh, a month. Right. But I'm gonna do that as well because it's a double feature. Um, other than that, I mean. Well, what I'm looking at now are big budget films, like all time opening weekend uh, type deal. I mean, what's something that's in the theater still? You want to do something still in the theaters? Yeah, I want to. I want to be more topical this summer, and then after the summer blockbusters thing is done, we'll move back to our obscure films. Fine. Or we'll, you know, we'll, or we'll go back and forth. I mean, do you want to do? I mean, is it too late to do Wrath of the Titans? Is that like is that like old hat now? Yeah, I mean, it's not in the top ten anymore, but it's. I mean, it's number seventeen. What's coming out new this coming weekend? What uh, couple, in, tomorrow? What's opening tomorrow? We're tomorrow. recording. We're recording Thursday night, May uh, May ninth, tenth. Like I said, so, <laughs> so tomorrow is the eleventh of May. Tomorrow is Dark up? Shadows. Oh, oh, they're showing Dark Shadows on screen one, but I'm watching Cabin in the Woods. Fuck that. Yeah, tomorrow is um, Dark Shadows. Next week is. The uh, the dictator, what what to expect when you're expecting? <laughs> I'm not watching. I'm not watching the dictator. I'm not watching what to what to expect when you're expecting because I, just watching this trailer, watching the trailer for that, the demographic that they're going for is me. They're trying to go for the father, you know, someone who has a kid. It's like, oh, you've been through this, you've done this. Yeah, this is for you. We want you to go see this. Fuck you. I'm not going to see this movie. Jesus Christ. I'd rather I change a thousand poopy diapers than to see that fucking movie. Tell you what, we, we and Battleship open... comes out the following week. All right, all right. We gotta do Battleship. Oh, yeah, we're doing fucking Battleship. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Battleship, GI Joe two, not even a debate. We're doing them. The only question is when. Then the end of the month is Chernobyl Diaries, which is another found footage oh. bullshit. I just saw a trailer about that. Yes, it's a Blair Witch, but on but on three mile or on in Chernobyl. In Chernobyl, yeah. Well, uh, uh, who, radiation who? here and ghosts. Why are they there with uh, radiation? I don't know. It just I, I don't know. Why? It's I, the I, hills I, have eyes. It's really the hills have eyes in Chernobyl. I and the R's are backwards because that's how it, in the Russian language R's are backwards. It's just so that's, so that, stupid. That's, that, well, no, it's not stupid. It's their their culture, and I don't think you should you should make fun. Yeah, but they don't have to. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. If and then uh, Men in Black well, Three, and the month will, of of May. Tell you what, if you if you can see the Raven, oh, I can definitely see the Raven. If you can see the Raven before next podcast, I'll record a a, a movie sucktastic 
drive-in review. Okay. But then we'll also talk about it in person. And if you can see Cabin in the Woods, we'll talk about that as well. But, Ca- but gonna, Cabin in the Woods, I might not be able. I might not be able to see. But let's let's keep it up in the. What I'm saying is let's let's play it loose. Okay. Maybe we can squeeze. John Carter's been out a while. Maybe we can squeeze John Carter. In. Oh, I think we can do John Carter. Sure. Um, but let's let's leave it open. And you know what? And let's even leave it open for our our listeners and viewers. If you guys, uh, there's anything you want us to review that you want us to go out and see right away that you're, you're champing at the bit for us to do, let us know and we'll bump that to the top of the list. Yeah, we'll take sure. requests. Definitely. Definitely sure. Um, but yeah, Van Helsing's not 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 good. No, 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 no. Um, I say I think we should review the lucky one. And who would be lucky in that? No one. No one. All right, let's go ahead and end the show. Yes, let us end the show. Yes, please. It's time to end the show. All right, thank you for... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And so I face that final curtain. Mamma mia! Hey, Gabagool. I like a little Gabagool on my sandwich. I like it with a little mozzarella, a little olive oil, a little tomato, a little arugula. You know, you put the arugula on last, it's so much better. It's so tasty, so good. You know, they get the, you, get the, you slice the garlic so thin, it like it melts in your mouth. It melts in your mouth. What you do is you take the garlic, you put it in a pan with a little olive oil, and it melts. It melts, it melts, it melts, it melts. It's delicious. Hey, Luigi. Oh, Luigi, come over here. Come on, and taste my, my, my pasta sauce over here, my ragu. <laughs> and you make sauce for, for macaroni? Yeah, sure. What movie is that? What? What movie is that? What you make the... sauce, you know, for macaroni. No, it's not. No, I don't. That's Bronx Tale. Never mind. Is it Bronx Tale? Bronx Tale. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I, I project. Only reason I know is because I projected it. I don't watch that stuff. Someone is saying uh, that we should review Think Like a Man. <laughs> <laughs> Someone can go screw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us for episode 72 of Movie Sucktastic. Is it 72? Uh, this is episode 72. Okay. Uh, you can go to our website and download all of our uh, podcasts there. You can stream them there. You can go to iTunes and listen there as well. You can leave us reviews there, which we highly recommend you do. You can use Stitcher uh, to uh, listen to our shows. You can do that through your, your smartphone, iPad, any tablet any android based system is is it works there you can get that in your car some bmw's fords and i think chrysler's have them uh you can also email us at the movie guys at moviesucktastic.net.com i'm sorry you can v- leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470 i think we should start pushing our youtube channel Ah, yes. Uh, YouTube.com slash MovieSucktastic. I think that's what it is. Or if you just do a search for MovieSucktastic in, in YouTube, all of our the, shit comes up. Yeah, we've got the old stuff up. We're putting some new stuff up. We're re, uh, I'm going to be doing the my uh, drive-in movie reviews where I'm going to record a review right from uh, the drive-in process yep. from a lawn chair. I'm playing with that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to take a desk with me, but that's too much hassle. I want to enjoy the film. I don't want to lug a desk yeah, out. Yeah, the only way you can do that is if it's a light, cheap you know, rolling type desk. Something I've already that already makes the idea. Yeah, already fine. Nixed the All idea. right. Um, but anyway, I'll be, I'm gonna be adding those videos to it. Uh, I'm also I got my occasionally I do a, a public reading of my my written work when I do that. I like to post those videos as well, which we, we, Joey is kind enough to link to our YouTube channel as well. Sure. 
So we've got old stuff and new stuff coming out on YouTube, so check us out there. And uh, if you like it, share it, because that's another way we can get people to the show. Yep. Uh, our live stream. Now, can we put we can we post our live stream shows on YouTube? Uh, no. What I can do is I can take the raw video, because every uh -huh. time I do, uh, we do an episode. The video is saved to my computer. Right. And so, I can take so, the raw video and upload it. All right. Because if you want, if you want, you you end up doing the one of us can do that. We can edit that down. Well, I or would. I have more. I have all the videos. Fine. You do it then. Well, and I'm, I, I'm I, I would I would I would upload the whole thing. And I'm almost done with my edit of the happening. Oh, good! I can't wait to see it. I've only got it down to half an hour. I almost want to edit my own before I watch yours because I know they're going to be different. I don't want, I don't want to kind of repeat what you've done. We've got time because I'm after I finish the half hour version. Yeah. I really, I really want to try to squeeze it down to ten. Ten minutes. Because I'm watching the half hour version. It's almost done, and I'm thinking it's too long. <laughs> I, there's really a lot of here, a lot in here I could trim. Wow. Just get it. It'll be a bit more kind of like you know flashing images on right, the 10-minute right, right. one but I, I really think there's a lot to dick and do it out but I'm, I'm working on that cool I got a lot of stuff going on and also if you get a chance go to www. why did I even say that I don't know uh, just go to smichaelwilson.com check out my stuff um, I'm a little behind on my post there but you can get links to my stuff uh, I've got books available on Amazon on the Kindle uh, Barnes Noble my, I have a Monster Rally is available on the Nook Very uh, cool. I've got my, if you do a Google for S. Michael Wilson and uh, maybe throw like uh, Monster Alien there too. I don't know, but you can find my books a lot of places. Please pick them up. Support me and support the other publishers that have published my work because they're awesome. Very cool. Yeah. All right, I'm turning in. Too. I'm turning into something. Werewolf? Gonna rip your skin off like a suit? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then John Travolta tore his skin off and. And masturbated all over it. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, well, that's it for this week's episode. We hope mm -hmm. that, we hope you join us next week live every Thursday at eight o'clock. Ish. I, I tonight today was terrible. Technical difficulties. Two-hour commute. Twenty-minute drive took two hours today. And then technical difficulties. So between eight and nine on Thursday. It's eight eight fifteen. We're we're always up by eight eight fifteen. Started at 8:30 today. Because of two hours of goddamn traffic. So between <laughs> 8 and 8:30, we're going to be up uh, uh, on the show. Just, I usually Just, have a pre-show going. I haven't had one for the last three, four weeks, but whatever. Regardless of that. And if, right, and if you show I'm, up, I'm tired. We got to end this. This is going to go off forever. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the Do you have the music playing? Of course. We should stop. We're in soft music. Uh, Joey. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Joey. <laughs> calm, blue, calm blue ocean, Joey. <sighs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. A oh, words of wisdom? Sure. <laughs> if, if, if a Hollywood Jew asks you to toss a salad, say no. I, I don't know what people are going to do with that, but... It's, I'm quoting John Travolta almost technically. So it's okay. not me. It's, I'm kind of, you know. All right. Music's ending. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>